Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. kids welcome to our show we are a family podcast dedicated to empowering a generation of kind and empathetic leaders and citizens of the world join us today as we hop back on our culture train and return to hawaii to the island of oahu to visit the polynesian cultural center Last week, we met with Mr. Terry, who is the manager of the Hawaiian Village and an adjunct professor at the Brigham Young University, teaching the Hawaiian language and culture. Hello, hello. My name is Asher, and I'm your host along with my mom, Kristen. I am so excited to go back to Oahu and see Mr. Terry again. That's right. Last week, we got to learn about the culture, language, and geography of the Hawaiian Islands. Today, we're going to dive into the history of luau's, traditional foods, music, and learn a few Hawaiian words of our own. If you missed last week's episode, we recommend giving it a listen before tuning in to this one. Our train is here. Come on, let's go. Welcome back to Oahu. The sun is shining, the tropical green landscape is brimming with life, and I can feel the gentle ocean breeze again. It's good to be back at the Polynesian Cultural Center. I forgot how beautiful it was here. Oh, and here's Mr. Terry. Aloha. Aloha, Kako. Aloha, Kristen. Aloha, Asher. Thanks for having me back again. We're so excited to learn more about Hawaii. This time, Mommy says we're going to learn about luau's and our favorite topic, food! Yummy, yummy, yummy. That's right. We wanted to learn more about the culture of the Hawaiian islands and dig deeper into one of my favorite things to do when visiting the islands, and that's attending a luau. What is a luau? I like how it sounds. It's like lu and wow! So the luau, also known as an aha aina, aha in Hawaiian means a a gathering, aina is a meal. They were designed so that there is an occasion for people to come together to enjoy each other, enjoy food and any kind of entertainment that was there. We got to attend the luau's hosted by the Polynesian Cultural Center here, and it was magical. It was full of live music, delicious foods, performances, and everyone had a great time experiencing Hawaiian culture together. Awesome. So like Mr. Terry said, it's a large gathering of food. Sounds like a party to me. So when do you have a luau? Whenever you want to have a party, Usually always an occasion for the luau, whether it's for baby luau. 
other things like birthdays, graduations, uh, weddings, uh, retirements, uh, all these different things were uh, different occasions that we could use for celebration in a, in a luau style. Sounds like how we do barbecue parties at our house with friends to celebrate things too. Yep, but before we dive into what it means to celebrate in a luau style, can we learn about how luau's were started? Actually started after the old laws called the aikapu were uh, were done away with. Aikapu, what's that? Uh, the aikapu was a, a Hawaiian law that says that men and women were not allowed to eat together, and more so, women were not allowed to eat certain foods. And the reason for that is that they believed that these specific foods were physical embodiments of the male deity or gods and they were reserved for the men alone. Thank you for sharing this, Mr. Terry. So this was part of a traditional social and political structure of ancient Hawaii, which was a time when chiefs ruled the islands, as we learned last week. Really, 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 really long time ago. Yeah. Yes, a very long time ago. But why was it like that? In the past, some societies like ancient Hawaii had specific rules on how people lived, including what they could eat based on their gender. But of course, over time, society has evolved and now everyone in Hawaii can eat together whenever they like. That's good because I love eating with mommy. Thanks, Asher. So did that mean the food had to be prepared by the men too? Since women were not allowed to eat certain foods, they were not allowed to cook it either. And so the men had to cook their own special foods. Could you tell us how the food was cooked? Traditionally, cooking in the underground oven, called an imu, was a lot of work. And so since the men were cooking anyway, they would cook all the food. They would have a separate imu or oven for the women's food, and they would start first. And they would have another oven for the men's food. And when the women's food was done, the men would open it up and feed the women in the women's eating house. That was called a hale aina. Oh. And then the men would go and open up the men's oven and have meals in their eating house. Whoa, that's quite a process. Uh-huh. So when did this world disappear? Let me explain how it goes. Uh, whenever the high chief of the entire island passes away, the old laws are suspended until the new chief is put in place. Hmm. Well, when Kamehameha II came in there, he didn't reinstate it, and so uh, he just let the old law end. And women and and men were allowed to eat together, and after that, uh, we had larger gatherings with both men and women eating. So that is how the idea of luau started. Well, how did it get its fancy name? Now, at those larger gatherings, oftentimes, well, majority of the times, one of the dishes that was served there is called a luau, which is the boiled taro leaves. And then they would also add some kind of protein in it for flavoring. (laughs) The chicken or the the meat or even fish. Uh, And so every time you went to one of those larger gatherings, those types of dishes were served. And that's why it became known as a luau. And that's where the origins of the luau came from. Yeah. 
So, Mr. Terry, while some of us may have experienced Hawaii as visitors or attended luau's tailored for tourists, could you offer insights into what luau's are like for families who call the island home? Uh, our Hawaiian culture, or the, our Hawaiian people, traditionally and even today, are very are very prayerful type of people. They prayed for a lot of different things. And so to be able to acknowledge spiritual things uh, was important. And so blessings on on the event and on the food and everything else is, is very typical at, at a Hawaiian luau. That's nice. Sounds like a nice tradition. Mommy says there are fun shows and entertainment. <laughs> What's that like? As far as uh, entertainment and things for the luau, uh, it depended kind of on the family on what they was performed. Uh, you often find a lot of Hawaiian music at, at events like that. Um, but if the family was multicultured and not just predominantly Hawaiian, you know, you'll, you'll have a lot of recognition of all cultures of that particular family. So if they're part Asian or part Japanese, they may have Japanese food there as well, uh, along with maybe some Japanese uh, entertainment. My wife is from Tahiti, so you know at our parties you would have Tahitian dancing as well as food uh, as a part of that. And, and those who come to our party would know that because of the family makeup. Awesome! So I guess if our family had the luau, we would have a Korean American food. Kind of like how Thanksgiving, we had both Thanksgiving food, like turkey and mac and cheese, but we also had Korean food too. Yep, it's always wonderful to see a mix of different cultures blend together at events like a luau. So music is a big important part of my life and I noticed lots of beautiful music sung at different events in Hawaii. Is there a particular song that is traditionally sung at luau's? The doxology uh, is one that is often sung kind of like a blessing on the food to get started and so a lot of people have grown up with that and so a lot of times it's okay we'd like to begin our our luau Uh, we're gonna start with a prayer and then you know and a blessing on a food and sometimes somebody will stand up and start the song and everybody else would join in at the end of the gathering oftentimes uh another song is a song called hawaii aloha it's a song written by uh, reverend lorenzo lyons uh, who came in the 1800s hawaii aloha kind of pays tribute to the people and the island and the land and it's kind of a unifying song for us here in the islands, whether you're Hawaiian or not, when we hear that, we know that it's, it's a time. And that's usually the last song that is sung at any gathering, even even in meetings um, or conferences, uh, but also in the, at the luau as well. This is such a beautiful tune, and I thought our listeners would like to hear it for themselves. Here is a sample clip sung by the Kamehameha School Children's Choir. I love that. Me too. 
and you can find the complete version of the song by following the link provided in our show notes. Well, we gotta ask about the topic that has the power of bringing any community together. And that is... Whoa. Thank you, Asher. Mr. Terry, could you share some traditional dishes commonly served during Hawaiian luau's? So the luau, again, is the, the boiled taro beef, and it's a green, uh, high source of vitamin A. And that was always common at any uh, of the luau, and that's why the term luau comes to play when we talk about those larger gatherings. Uh, some of the other ones, the, the kalua pork. Kalua is a style of cooking in the underground oven. In the oven, it's called an imu. Uh, so it's kind of like a, a steam pressure cooking all underground. Ooh, we always love learning about how cultures around the world have different ways of cooking meat. Great to learn that in Hawaii, it's called an emu. Oh yeah, in Fiji, they call it lobos. Oh, yeah. We did an episode on this. Uh, another main dish that they would have oftentimes it would be uh, lau lau, which is also the taro leaves. Uh, so you have taro leaves stacked on each other and then they would wrap uh, any kind of protein or fish and it was all steamed together. So it's like like the stuffed cabbage where you stuff on the inside and you steam it all together and you can eat everything all together. Sounds kind of like a warm burrito. <laughs> I've tried this before and it is delicious, flavorful and also quite healthy. The taro leaves are full of important vitamins and minerals. The starches that we have there are oftentimes we would make poi. Poi is a mashed starch. Uh, the one that most people know is the taro poi. Nice. They're kind of smooth, but slightly sticky. Sort of like mashed potatoes, but gooier. And in my opinion, yummier. Ooh, I love gooey. I'd like to try it. Uh, we would also have a lot of seafood there, and a lot of times the seafood was raw. So the, the, the dish that everybody knows is called poke. Yes! And poke literally means to cut into cubes. Yummy! Um, and so whenever you cut the fish into cubes and you put a seasoning or, or, or salt it and things like that. And whether it's also made out of like the ahi and aku, which are the tuna or even uh, the mahi-mahi or uh, marlin. Today, they also use salmon. Salmon is my favorite. So I guess salmon wasn't originally used for poke a long time ago? Salmon was introduced after, later on by the whalers when they came in in the large barrels. And so one of the dishes that are made, it was made from the salmon was called uh, lomi salmon, which is salmon cut up in small cubes with uh, onions, green onions, uh, tomatoes, uh, and some kind of seasoning, salted seasoning inside there, and it's kind of like a, a salad. I think lomi salmon has a refreshing taste with a mix of salty and tangy flavors. It's a bit like a cool diced salsa with the richness of salmon, making it a delicious and zesty dish. The other one would be chicken long rice, which is a chicken and they use an oriental rice noodle, a clear long rice noodle that was mixed in there. Again, showing the influence of other people coming to the islands. You pretty much have that at every luau. I'm getting hungry because I love clear rice noodles. But can we talk about desserts, please? Some of the desserts we have, the common ones you find is kulolo. Wow. Kulolo is a baked taro. 
uh, what they do is they take the taro corn, the the bulb, they grate it up, mix in um, either honey, molasses, or brown sugar with the coconut milk, and they bake it all together, and it comes out kind of a, a taro pudding. Whoa, taro seems very popular over there. Yes, food and desserts. Uh huh. Uh, another common one you see is haupia.、Um, haupia、mm. is a coconut dessert, and it's actually traditionally was made with the,、uh, the tapioca root that we call pia,、uh, mixed in with the hau, which is the very young coconut meat from the green coconuts.、Yeah. So they would、uh, press the two together, they would wrap it up, and they would bake it. Wait, it's mixed in with green coconut. What kind of coconut is that?、Mm. Or is it a cute baby coconut?、Aww. Yep, a green coconut is basically a baby coconut that hasn't fully grown yet. So its outer shell is green. Inside, it has clear coconut water and soft jelly-like coconut meat. Oh, so cute! Hello. <laughs> So we know that leis often adorned with colorful flowers and draped around a person's neck are iconic symbols of Hawaii. Could you provide more details about the importance of leis in Hawaiian culture?、Uh, leis are are a symbol of love. You know, because a lei is continuous all the way around, it's a circle, like a circle of love that en- envelops a person when you wear a lei. What does that mean? It's a circle of love. Love for the person wearing it. Lays are often referred to as symbols of children, and so we have several Hawaiian proverbs that talk about that. One is、uh, "He lay ai nake kupuna," which means it's a necklace for the for the grandparents. So lays are adornments that we use to share and to show off.、Uh-huh. And as grandparents, they often use their grandchildren、uh, as an adornment, and it reflects on them as well. And so that's what the lay kind of does the same thing. That is a beautiful proverb. And even the lay that was worn on the head, the what we call the lay poo, the saying is he lay poo na na makua, meaning a head lay for the for the the parents. And so. Uh, as a parent, you kind of raise your child up on a pedestal, and so it's above your head, and so that's why the lei on the head would symbolize the children to a parent, whereas the lei on the neck would kind of symbolize the the child, grandchild to the grandparents. So the leis are all about family and love. Are they always made out of flowers? I think I saw one made out of shells. Or is that just a long necklace?、Hmm. Uh, Lays could be made out of many different things. It could be made out of shells and nuts,、uh, as well as the the leaves and the foliage and the ferns, as well as some of the beautiful flowers. You know, traditionally we really didn't have a lot of flowers on the island. That's really interesting to hear because looking around, there are flowers everywhere in Hawaii. When the Hawaiians sailed on the canoes from where they came from, flowers were not high on the list of things to bring with it. A lot of the flowers we have today have been imported at one time or another, but their fragrance is something that is oftentimes developed here in the islands. What does that mean? Like the smell of the flowers smells differently here in Hawaii. There are some flowers found in Hawaii that have beautiful fragrances that these same flowers are found in other areas that have no smell. But why is that? 
So in Hawaii, the special weather and volcanic soil affects how plants grow. So flowers here smell really strong and unique. So when you smell these flowers, they might seem different and more special than in other places. And so that all adds to the beauty of LA that we, we share, we give, uh, and we wear. Very interesting. So, Mr. Terry, before heading back for our next adventure, could you teach us some Hawaiian words? Okay. So the, the first one is aloha. Oh, is that hello or bye? It doesn't necessarily mean hello and goodbye, although we use it as a salutation when we greet people. What? Aloha can mean a lot of different things. It could be love and compassion and affection, uh, charity, kindness, uh, grace, or, or things like that. And so when we say aloha, we share all of that in our greeting. And when we leave, that's what we share before we leave. All of our cultural values kind of center around aloha. And so that's why aloha is very important. Aloha. Is there a way to say it? Like mommy always says, hello, culture kids. Um, one of the things that developed over the years where they would say aloha and hold out that all really long. Yeah, don't do that. That's not Hawaiian. <laughs> Uh, in fact, our queen, our last queen, Queen Lily Okalani, when she heard that, she she kind of reprimanded uh, oh. some of the people who who did that, and that also included uh, Native Hawaiians at the time, who kind of adopted that as well. So that is very good to know. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, so don't hold out the O. Just say aloha smoothly. Yeah. Uh, another one is mahalo. Mahalo meaning thanks or thank you or it's gratitude. Mahalo can also be an appreciation for something. is a very important concept for Hawaiians and so on. Let's try saying that together. Ready? Mahalo. Mahalo. And then the other one, Hauoli. Hauoli meaning happy. Yay! To be joyful, happiness. You know, and it's a it's a positive mindset to have. Terms like Hauoli Makahikiho, which is Happy New Year. And even how oli la hanau, which is happy birthday. Should we try saying that together? How oli. Well, this was such an eye-opening learning experience about Hawaiian culture. Mr. Terry, do you have anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we hop back on our culture train? Okay. So uh, again, this is for the adults. I've been at the Apology Culture Center for 40 years, and it's been a great part of my life to be able to share our culture. Uh, if you're interested in learning a little bit more about the Polynesian cultures or coming and visit, you just go to the Polynesian Cultural Center uh, website. It's at uh, polynesia.com. Uh, we have six main cultures represented over here. We have the culture of the islands of Samoa, the islands of Aotearoa, which is New Zealand. We have the islands of Fiji. Uh, the islands of Hawaii, we have the islands of Tahiti, as well as the islands of Tonga. Uh, there are other cultures throughout Polynesia, some of the smaller islands that we have over there that you can also learn about as well. But uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing anybody as you come and visit with us, if you have that opportunity, or even just learn about the culture online. Thanks for joining with us. Aloha. Mahalo and aloha, Mr. Terry. Mahalo. Aloha, Mike. 
and to our Culture Kids family. We hope you enjoyed learning about the spirit of aloha and explore more about the Hawaiian culture right where you are. Perhaps for your next family gathering, you can have a luau style party and even prepare a few dishes we learned about today, like chicken long rice or even poke with your grown-ups. And we can embrace the spirit of aloha by finding a deep connection with the natural world around us. See how it feels to maybe walk barefoot on the grass or maybe even smell a flower. No matter where you are, remember that great adventures can begin anywhere at any time. All aboard! Okay, Asher, go for it. Why is the beach always so confident? Why? Because it's 100% sure. <laughs> nice. So sure, like you're sure about something, but like sure, ocean sure? <laughs> yes, I get it. And it's awesome. Okay, can mommy go? Yes. Knock, knock. Who's there? Water. Water who? What are you doing? Open the door. Water. What are you doing? Yeah, I know. I think Esther might have heard this one before. Oh, well. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. We have another episode coming up next week with Stephen Sharp Nelson from The Piano Guys and an episode on Asher's daddy's hometown, Chicago. And then we take our first break ever so Asher and I can enjoy the holidays with our family and do lots of fun stuff. But before we end our episode today, we're going to end things a little differently and play a special song called Aloha Oe. The song was composed by Queen Lily Yokalani, reflecting her affection for the people and land during a time of great change in Hawaii. Today, Aloha Oe represents love, memories, and the timeless Hawaiian spirit. We also invite you and your family to explore more classic Hawaiian songs through the links in our show notes, as well as discover the richness of Hawaiian culture in greater detail at the Polynesian Cultural Center website. Aloha, everyone. I love you. Mahalo.
For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much, much more in the 100-plus episodes of The Past and the Curious that are currently available. Find it in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me.